VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Here we are on another Friday where we pause for News Roundup and comments. Dalton Windsor in for Jim Schneider. Thank you for joining us on the VCY America Radio Network. If you have uh, been uh, listening, you know, maybe in or out this week to this program, I would uh, love to give us later this hour, give a little bit of a recap on the excellent information that has been made available just these past uh, several days, just this week alone. Now, we could say that to any week. (laughs) You could apply that to any week uh, that uh, uh, Crosstalk is on the air. And no, we are not uh, uh, blasting our own horn here. What we are simply saying is the uh, guests and the information has just been, uh, I believe, such a, a great help in so many ways. So we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later uh, this hour. Our thanks to Sandy for, for uh, gathering so much of this information we speak of that we might have a news roundup and comment today, the uh, stack of stories that... Uh, God willing, uh, Lord alone can help us to uh, get through and make some sense of all that is going on in our world today. Uh, Thanks to uh, Cheryl, who will be helping us with the phones later on. God willing, we'll open up uh, the phones and and hear from you. Uh, Some of these stories, maybe you can help us understand uh, (laughs) what is taking place. And then also big thanks to uh, Dennis in Master Control. Dennis, uh, uh, fellow brother in Christ, and we appreciate him and the only thing that concerns me about him is a little bit is that he's a New York Giants fan. Got to got to work on that one, but uh, that's <laughs> now to you listening in New York and you Giants fans, just take it easy, just take it easy. We're just picking at him a little bit. So, in any event, we do have much to get who get to here today. And uh, did you watch the president's speech last night? President Biden addressing the nation. And, uh, well, since then, Republicans responding to his uh, speech from the Oval Office or what appeared to be the Oval Office. You know, I question everything anymore. When I'm watching television, uh, you know, you see the set, if you will, the background, and you're like, well, is he truly at the Oval Office or, you know, is this some kind of makeshift thing? Because they do have those. So we assume that he was speaking last night from the the Oval Office. But, uh, friends... Um, you know, we were expecting to hear about Israel, and we did. However, the big response today is uh, about uh, all that was also uh, thrown our direction about Ukraine. President Biden, in his address Thursday night, providing update on two conflicts across this globe, including Israel's war with Hamas and Russia's continued fighting in Ukraine, President Biden vowing America would not be on the sidelines of either. In his uh, rather brief remarks, uh, he has uh, met some criticism as Republicans and others accusing him of trying to fix problems that he caused. And uh, attempted to use the slaughtering of Israelis and the current humanitarian crisis in Gaza to request additional funds in the Ukraine conflict. That caught me by surprise as well. Uh, Nikki Haley, a Republican presidential candidate, said on her Twitter account, the shame of it all is that we wouldn't be in this terrible position if Joe Biden hadn't been so weak in Afghanistan, so slow in Ukraine, so pandering to Iran, and so absent from the U.S. border. Haley said, the world is on fire and the and America needs strong leadership to deal with it. Some critics called uh, President Biden's speech unbelievable last night and completely disgraceful. Well, how much money is the president asking for? His words last night, American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. To put all that at risk If we walk away from Ukraine, and if we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request 
to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners. And that includes Israel and Ukraine. Biden saying it's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. A source familiar uh, with the supplemental request said it includes, you ready for this? It includes $60 billion for Ukraine and replenishing U.S. stockpiles, $14 billion for Israel, $10 billion, these are all with a B, by the way, $10 billion for humanitarian efforts, $14 billion for the U.S. border with Mexico, and $7 billion for the Indo-Pacific region. And we know that much. They have not yet released any further details. Many in America are simply saying, how much more do we need to send? And, okay, we have another request here of something of $60 billion for Ukraine. And then $14 billion for Israel, $10 billion for the humanitarian efforts. It's like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, these, the, the, the finite details apparently not having been released yet. And did you catch that comment that this is a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations? Well, many are asking the question, well, who's going to pay for this money? This money who's already paid this? Where's this money coming from? When you have an, when you have our very nation already in debt that our grandkids' grandkids probably will still be paying on, and probably further than that. I don't know. Are we concerned about U.S. safety? Of course we are. But uh, at what point do we simply (laughs) pull things in and say, you know what, we've got to take care of things here before we can be everything to everyone else. And that shouldn't be a partisan matter or a partisan issue. Speaking of our safety, Newsmax reporting, U.S. troops this week, this is just out last night, yesterday afternoon late, U.S. troops have been attacked this week in Iraq and Syria over seven times in the last 48 hours. But uh, President Biden made no mention of that last night, did he? No, he did not. With tensions in the Middle East, U.S. forces in the region facing increasing threats as a Navy warship shot down missiles appearing to head toward Israel on Thursday, and American bases in Iraq and Syria were repeatedly targeted by drone attacks. And... You know, obviously a big week of news. Now, this week started last Sunday with a sit-down interview with President Biden on 60 Minutes. And Scott Pelley was the one that I guess was uh, selected to do the the interviewing. So uh, from BizPack Review, a sit-down interview during 60 Minutes summed up the state of disaster as as uh, Scott Pelley actually challenged the president about his bid to be president again in uh, running for president in 2024. He goes ahead and asks the question. Mr. President, given these two wars and the dysfunction in Congress, are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure. Look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing, but we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. We have enormous opportunities. Enormous opportunities to make it a better world. I'm all for having a better better world. Aren't, aren't you listening, friend? Aren't you for having a better world and having things realigned and in a better place? But can, can America be that person when we are so fractured where we are? Can we be? Should that be our goal is to fix everyone else, let alone just don't worry about things here. 
Don't worry about the border. Don't worry about uh, the debt. Don't worry about these things. Let's just take care of all the other issues. But, uh, yeah, he is uh, planning to uh, press on with his bid to run for uh, president in 2024. World peace. Being a Bible-believing Christian, I know there's only one way. There is only one way that world peace will ever be attained. You cannot have world peace without the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And it's wonderful to have talks of peace and peace and wonderful peace, but there, there's a source for that, and it is not going to be found in, in the White House or even in your house apart from Christ. So uh, the the backlashes continue uh, uh, regarding the stance this week of Joe Biden. Congressman Wesley Hunt in a tweet, by the way, Twitter, you know, they changed their logo a month or two ago. And so now if you're if you're watching television news and you see this X in the bottom, that means Twitter now. That's a new logo for them. So free publicity for you. Uh, Twitter friends Uh, on his Twitter. Congressman Wesley Hunt said this. Here's the world under Joe Biden in these last three years, whatever. Afghanistan fell and 13 service members died. U.S. service members died. The world under Biden, Putin invaded Ukraine. This world under Joe Biden, China plans to move on Taiwan. This world under Joe Biden, Israel is under attack. Congressman Hunt says that I would like to remind the American people under four years of Donald Trump, we had world peace. Putin did not invade a single country. China was not moving against Taiwan. Afghanistan didn't collapse. And we had the Abraham Accords and 13 service members. Our boys were still alive. This is an issue of world peace. Congressman Wesley Hunt ends his uh, tweet by saying in 2024, Choose wisely. We are uh, coming up on our first break here. Want to get to what I believe will be the kind of the unknown story of the week, but we're going to lend a little bit of time to it as uh, there was some very positive news coming out of the state of Arkansas. And I say positive because it's a great first step as to what direction this country needs to go, and uh, God willing, this will be this will uh, be a uh, direction. What what is happening in Arkansas right now will be the direction that the uh, the rest of the uh, forty nine states can look at doing, or or at least uh, uh, the states that would there it would uh, definitely uh, apply to. And then some of the freshest news here today, as we go to break, let's mention this: uh, just the news saying that House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan did lose the third ballot in the House Speakership run uh, earlier today as uh, more Republicans voted against him than the previous two rounds. Jim often uh, will host, well, not so often, but occasionally will have a a program on Crosstalk called What in the World? If that's not a what in the world is going on story, I don't know what is. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, popular creation speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, does the camel store its water in its hump? No, Chris, the camel does not store water in its hump, but it uses that hump to store fat from which it draws energy when it goes for long stretches without food or water. Actually, there are many specific design characteristics about a camel. It has extra long eyelashes to protect its eyes from wind in the desert. It has the ability to close up its nostrils to protect its lungs and wide pads on its feet, which make walking on sand easier. Its thick coat of hair protects it from extreme temperatures. It has lots of physiological abilities which are moderated when it has to go without water. The camel has played a very important role in human history. In many ways, it's an obnoxious creature, but it's a marvel of God's design. He created all land animals on day six of creation week, back in Genesis. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for going back to Genesis. We are back on uh, Crosstalk on the VCY America radio network. 
And a spotlight here on uh, the state, the great state of Arkansas. A couple of quick stories here. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas calling for the U.S. to deport foreign students who support Hamas. After, uh, the, of course, the terrorist attack on Israel that left over 1,400 Israelis dead. Tom Cotton saying, I write to urge you to immediately deport any foreign national, including and especially any, especially any alien on a student visa that expresses support for Hamas and its murderous attacks on Israel. These fifth columnists have no place in the, U- in the United States. This is a letter that uh, Senator Tom Cotton wrote in a letter Monday to the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, Cotton called out the appalling explosion of anti-Semitism following the October 7th Hamas attack on southern Israel. And he wrote, while American citizens may have a First Amendment right to speak disgusting vitriol, If they so choose, no foreign national has a right to advocate for terrorism here in the U.S. The call comes after a myriad student groups have advocated for Palestinians and Hamas following the the attacks. Again, uh, this call from Tom Cotton coming after many of these uh, student groups have advocated in, in support of the Palestinian and Hamas people uh, after these attacks. So it's not that he's just saying, no, you're, none, no one, uh, no Palestinian is welcome here, but he's looking for those who are simply being uh, supporting what has taken place uh, in Israel. Now, we mentioned uh, the, the bigger story, really, in my humble opinion, is it's a nationwide first. AgWeb releasing uh, the story, and in fact, we have the audio of Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders in a nationwide first this week enforcing foreign ownership land restrictions. On October 17th, Governor Sanders ordered a China owned company to drop farmland. In Northeast Arkansas. Now we're gonna we're gonna share this audio here. She'll make a couple of comments. Uh, hang with this. There's going this is gonna go for just a, a little bit of time. But listen, there is so much said here, and this is the first time this has taken place. First time in the nation, right there in Arkansas. She first wants to make some comments on uh, on Israel. I have to say, this past week has been pretty eye opening. I, along with every Arkansan, have watched as the events unfolding in Israel. We have watched that in horror and sadness. The details are almost too terrible to describe, especially for someone like me who has had the privilege of visiting the Holy Land and building lifelong friendships with a number of Israelis. But one thing is clear. America's enemies are on the march. They are cunning, they are brutal, and they will stop at nothing to harm America and our allies. We know who our enemies are. Not just Hamas and Hezbollah, but a regime in Iran that chants death to America. An authoritarian Russia and a Chinese Communist Party whose stated goal is to defeat the United States at every turn. Yet for too long, in the name of tolerance, we've let these dangerous governments infiltrate our country. Arkansas will tolerate them no longer. Today, we are becoming the first state in the country to take an action like the one that we are announcing right now. At the beginning of my term, my administration worked with our partners in the legislature to get hostile foreign entities out of Arkansas. I was proud to sign Act 636, sponsored by Senator Johnson and Representative Vaught, banning foreign parties from nine enemy countries from owning agricultural land in Arkansas. And today, we are acting on that law. I'm announcing that Syngenta, a Chinese state-owned agrochemical company, must give up its land holdings in Arkansas. Syngenta owns 160 acres in northeast Arkansas, which it uses primarily for seed research. The company that owns Syngenta, Kim China, is also 
on the Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies posing a clear threat to our state. Seeds are technology. Chinese state-owned corporations filter that technology back to their homeland, stealing American research and telling our enemies how to target American farms. That is a clear threat to our national security and to our great farmers, especially since the Chinese government enacted a law in 2017 requiring Chinese citizens abroad to collaborate with their country's security officials on intelligence work with no questions asked. This isn't about where you're from. We welcome Chinese Americans, Russian Americans, and anyone else who's given up foreign oppression for American freedom. This is about where your loyalties lie. We simply cannot trust those who pledge allegiance to a hostile foreign power. That's why I signed Act 525, sponsored by Representative McKenzie and Senator Boyd, to ban Chinese and Russian-made drones. And it's why I signed Act 758, sponsored by Representative McAlendon and Senator Stubblefield, banning public contracts with the CCP. We will make sure that every company operating in Arkansas is a friend to Arkansas and good to hardworking Arkansans. Secretary Ward has already notified Syngenta about this decision. If they refuse to sell, our Attorney General can move forward with legal proceedings and force them to get out of our state. Arkansas will always protect our farmers and our national security interest. I want to thank our legislature for passing this common sense measure, and I want to thank the Department of Agriculture for working so hard on this issue. A common sense measure that has been taken there, the first like it in the nation Right there, uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, so much packed into uh, uh, what she had to what she had to say there. And, you know, if you're if you read the Proverbs uh, every day, uh, this being the 20th of the month, and if you kind of follow that along uh, today, interestingly enough, it talks about the sluggard who will not plow. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. And I can't help but think about how America has just been selling out, if you will, in so many cases, selling out their, 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 their homeland and not really thinking of the, the other side of this, how slowly but surely we've been selling off our, our land here in our country, our homeland selling it off to foreign entities who we know, who we know are not our friends. Kudos, as they say, to the state of Arkansas in making this first step to reclaim the homeland. And, you know, let's hope that this will be something that will continue. And I love what she said, too. It's not that we're saying that, you know, we we don't want Chinese Americans here, that we don't want you know, those from Russia to come to America who are looking to be free of the oppression of, of their of their lands and such. It's not about that, but it's about being free here. It's what it's always been about, taking care of here, the homeland here. You know, there was a day where men dreamed of owning just their own land and working their own land. And we think of that sluggard who will not plow or decided he would just rather sell out because money was more important. But that sluggard, he ends up begging in a time of harvest. That sluggard ends up having nothing. Is that where we're going here in this country? Is that where we're going? God help us. And let's see what continues to happen there in Arkansas. There are... uh, Many things we could uh, report on here today regarding uh, those who are looking for asylum, if you will, the, 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 the people from Gaza who are having to, you know, have been given ample time to get out of that area of Gaza in Israel, kind of a shifting gears here to go back uh, to talk about that. And are they, are they going to, you know, come to America? Are we going to... Uh, help them here? Well, the state of Wisconsin 
introducing legislation to ban Palestinian refugees from uh, they're going to they're proposing to ban them from the U.S. Congressman uh, saying that he wants to get ahead of any policy that may invite Palestinian refugees into the U.S. Representative Tom Tiffany, Wisconsin, with a piece of legislation that would not allow people fleeing the Gaza Strip to be brought here, saying that it prevents people that have a Palestinian Authority visa from being able to come into the U.S. Tiffany saying the legislation is necessary after how the Biden administration handled the evacuation of U.S. troops and allies out of Afghanistan. Now, other uh, le- other nations are taking a, a different approach. Scotland's uh, first minister, Humza Yousaf, announcing that uh, they are welcoming refugees from Gaza. That uh, amid the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas, uh, they were uh, they announced on Wednesday that Scotland is ready to offer asylum to the people of Gaza who have been displaced in the ongoing conflict, saying. The people of Gaza are a proud people. Many don't want to leave and shouldn't have to, but for those displaced who want to leave, there should be a worldwide refugee scheme. Scotland is willing to be a place of sanctuary and be the first country to take those uh, those refugees. And then maybe, uh, and this is some breaking late breaking news uh, earlier today as well, uh, speaking of... of uh, those in the Gaza Strip and, you know, the hostage situations and such. Hamas, earlier today, reportedly here, has released a pair of hostages, U.S. hostages, a mother and a daughter that were being held in Gaza. Uh, The terrorist group deciding to release the hostages for, quote, humanitarian reasons and to prove to the American people and the world that the claims made by Joe Biden Now, this is their quote, that the claims made by Joe Biden and his fascist administration are false and baseless. This from a spokesman from Hamas. So two U.S. hostages, a mother and a daughter, have been released. Uh, The article here is is rather short, but that's uh, that's that's uh, rather uh, new here today. And uh, the president did announce new sanctions against Hamas. And uh, taking swift and decisive action to target Hamas's financiers and facilitators following what they have done. Uh, The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen saying the U.S. Treasury has a long history of effectively disrupting terror finance and we will not hesitate to use our tools against Hamas. We are committed to imposing more sanctions alone and in coordination with our partners against Hamas. That from Deputy Treasury Secretary Ademo. And then in Qatar, the Treasury Department will sanction Mohammed Ahmad Nasrallah, whom officials described as a longtime Hamas operative with close ties to Iranian elements. In total, 10 individuals and entities, including a Gaza-based exchange company that trades in Bitcoin, are subject to these new sanctions. Treasury included... uh, Ayman Nofel, a member of the Is Aladin Al Qasim brigades, on their new list. So, sanctions on Hamas. Okay, we'll certainly take those. Going to be taking your phone calls as well here shortly when we return on Crosstalk. Nearly every common behavioral problem is considered to be a disease in American culture today. Gambling, overeating, and certainly drugs and alcohol. But God's Word lovingly tells us the truth about the very heart of addiction. Yet the Bible is a neglected resource for those who suffer from these so-called addictions. One of the reasons for this is that people choose to believe the theories and ideas of mankind that the disease renders them powerless to overcome the problem. However, a Christian is not powerless and has the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to enable them to say no to choices that will mentally enslave them. In the book, The Heart of Addiction, biblical counselor Mark Shaw confronts these life-dominating sins and provides biblical tools to help us examine our heart's motives at the root of addiction and how to obtain victory. The Heart of Addiction is available for a donation of $15 or more to VCY America. Ask for it when you call 1-800-729-9829. 
You are listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Radio Network. In for Jim Schneider, I'm Dalton Windsor. It has been such a busy week here in in this very studio, and we'd like to uh, direct your attention to the website, crosstalkamerica.com. If you miss a moment, really, this week, you have missed so much. Just yesterday, Jim talking with uh, one of our favorite guests here, Alex Newman, a world in turmoil looking at the big picture. Uh, that was a great visit yesterday, uh, obviously talking about all that's happening in Israel and uh, with uh, the, the, the attacks there and where we're going. Uh, definitely one that uh, we would encourage you to check out, A World in Turmoil, airing uh, just yesterday uh, with Alex Newman. Then uh, back on Wednesday, Israel's fight against terrorism, when uh, Jim was joined by Dr. Richard Schmidt. And uh, of course, uh, talking about the the subject. I mean, what what is uh, what is uh, everyone talking about? Also, earlier this week, that would this one would be Tuesday. Uh, Jim had on uh, with us Chris Katolka, and uh, we were talking about Israel at war. And uh, Chris is, of course, uh, with the radio program uh, Friends of Israel. That's heard here each weekend. Well, it's heard on the VCY America Radio Network. That is. So plenty of uh, information this week, all available on demand. That meaning you can listen anytime at your convenience at crosstalkamerica.com, crosstalkamerica.com. We appreciate uh, those guests and all who have uh, contributed so much uh, uh, this week that we could uh, see where where we are and and where we're going. Just before the break, we were discussing uh, some of the new sanctions that that the, the Biden administration has announced on Hamas. We talked uh, briefly about the state of Wisconsin, of course, a home state to uh, this VCY network and how they're uh, proposing in Wisconsin legislation to ban Palestinian refugees. Uh, Scotland is welcoming Gaza refugees. And then um, here's from the uh, Just the News Representative Jamal Bowman of New York, Democrat of New York, wanting the U.S. to accept Palestinian refugees. A Bowman who is under investigation for allegedly pulling the fire alarm in a House office building earlier this month ahead of a vote. (laughs) Can you believe this stuff? This guy is under investigation for allegedly pulling the fire alarm in a House office building earlier this month ahead of a vote on the continuing resolution to avert a government shutdown, suggesting that the U.S. is obligated to accept refugees escaping the violence. An estimated one million people have already been displaced in the Gaza Strip uh, before uh, the Israeli Defense Forces has uh, even initiated their expected ground invasion of that uh, Hamas stronghold. All of this according to uh, the Associated Press and Just the News reporting. Here is a, uh, this is pretty interesting. Last week, and I know I'm going to mess up some of these names, I uh, beg your pardon on that, but uh, candidly I might say that I don't know that you would do much better listening, friends. Some of these <laughs> names are hard to read. Uh, last week, a former Hamas leader, Khaled Michel, uh, called Muslims all over the world to protest in support of Palestine as recognition of a global Day of Jihad on October 13th. Remember that last week? They called on the world, Muslims around the world, for a day of jihad. Uh, the statement was issued from Qatar, which turns out to be the largest Arab nation investor in American universities. It turns out to be the largest Arab nation investor in American universities, that of Qatar. Qatar has given American universities... billion over 35 years, according to a report, a 2021 report by by executive director of the American-Israeli Cooperative Enterprise, Dr. Mitchell Bard. Between 1986 and 2021, colleges and universities received nearly $8.5 billion from Arab sources. Student groups at major gift recipients have come have come out against Israel in droves since the start of the latest conflict. 
According to Dr. Brad's report, Cornell is the single largest recipient of Arab funding with over $1.5 billion gifted between 127 gifts or contracts. Harvard University was revealed to be the eighth largest recipient of Arab funding, having received... Wow, I don't work with numbers like this very often. $187,133,000 over 102 gifts. Uh, New York University revealed to be the 11th largest benefactor of Arab funding. In our universities, in our country, in our nation, our universities. I'm not, we're not against them, of course, uh, receiving uh, uh, funds, right? But but now you see where, why we're in the situations that we're in. Like we talked in the last segment. We're selling off our farmlands, things that men once dreamed of having in our country and being able to work their own land and raise their families, and we've just been selling it all off. And is this, is this what's happening in our, in our places of, of, of learning? And, and now you see on college campuses the, those standing up against Israel, Exactly, that's what we're seeing. Those that are on U.S. soil agreeing with Hamas and celebrating what has been done there back on October 7th. Here from uh, CNS News, a growing number of wealthy donors and alumni are cutting ties with Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania due to the Ivy League school's failure to condemn Hamas terrorist attack on Israel and the students who are cheering the unprovoked assault. After the Hamas attack, Harvard refused to either condemn the anti-Semitic terrorism or denounce a letter by student groups declaring support for Hamas and in turn blaming Israel. Likewise, the University of Pennsylvania failed to condemn Hamas for the attack on October 7th and chose not to denounce a Palestinian festival that was held at the school last month. As a result, the following billionaire and millionaire donors have reportedly either or threatened to cut ties with their alma maters. And we're not going to go through all of that for the sake of time, but there is quite a list here of those saying, hey, we're, we're no longer going to uh, support these universities. And there are several Several listed here. Additionally, uh, here's a billionaire, Kenneth Griffin, who pledged $300 million to Harvard earlier this year, has demanded that Harvard take a stronger, more vocal stance in support of Israel. Ackman has called on alma mater Harvard to release the names of students who signed the anti-Israel letter so that he can blacklist them. The Harvard Kennedy School's Wexner Israel Fellowship, to which Wexner had donated at least $42 million, will now be discontinued. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place. But should it really be that hard of a decision, that tough of a decision? But what do they always say? What do we always hear? Follow the money. Follow the money. I'd like to hear what you're thinking, listening friend. 1-800-733-9829, if you would like to uh, weigh in uh, with us here today. We've heard a lot against Israel from, from uh, these stories and the things that uh, people are accusing or working towards. Here's something in the positive uh, from the Daily Wire. Florida governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis announcing earlier this week that his administration has sent two large planes full of supplies to Israel. Uh, and DeSantis saying in a statement, with the lack of leadership in Washington, we are stepping up to help our allies in Israel who are in need of supplies and our support. And we continue to bring back Americans who were stranded in Israel when the war began. We will also keep sending the necessary health care supplies for Israel to care for the injured. A total of 85 pallets of supplies identified as critically needed by hospitals based in Israel were packed and prepared for shipping 
in less than uh, in less than five days. So obviously, uh, there's some uh, some help going in, uh, going toward Israel uh, from here uh, in the states, and we know and we know that uh, many are certainly praying, uh, praying for Israel. Number to call again is 1-800-733-9829. I understand our lines were uh, locked, so we've got those open now. If you called and got a busy signal, we would ask you to uh, please call again, and we'll try to uh, get get those open. 1-800-733-9829. Well, let's talk about someone we haven't mentioned, oddly enough. Uh, just haven't been able to get there. We maybe did mention a time or two. But uh, what's going on in the Trump camp? Well, the Epoch Times reporting that on Monday this week, a federal judge prohibited former President Donald Trump from speaking about his prosecutors in the case alleging that he illegally interfered when he challenged the 2020 elections. The order came as the former president, who is campaigning to run for president again in 2024, arrived to give a speech in Iowa. He, uh, President Trump said in uh, to the crowd there in Adele, Iowa, they have weaponized the Justice Department. Now, another story that uh, you may have uh, heard a little bit about this week, Donald Trump's election campaign attorney, Sidney Powell, pleading guilty to criminal charges as part of a deal with Fulton County prosecutors in the Georgia 2020 election subversion case. This from the Washington Examiner. Prosecutors agreeing to diminish her seven felony counts to six misdemeanor counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with performance of election duties. Sidney Powell was accused of having a significant role in the January 2021 breach of an election system in rural Coffee County, Georgia. Local GOP officials and a group of Trump supporters assessed and copied information from the county's election systems in an effort to prove there was fraudulent activity in the election. Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee accepted the plea, saying she could not withdraw it. She was sentenced to six years probation, a $6,000 fine, a fine, and $2,700 restitution. Powell will also be required to testify, quote, truthfully at future trials and write an apology letter. So, that one's something a little bit maybe out of left field this week. Let's go to line one, and thank you for your calls. Again, 1-800-733-9829. Ed is in Oregon. Ed, we thank you for calling Crosstalk today. Thank you, Dalton. You know, I'm over 80 years old, and uh, this war in Israel reminds me too much of what happened in Korea and Vietnam, hmm. because with such a divided nation in America— the government will yield to the media and be forced to abandon support to Israel, thus condemning America to God's judgment. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Wow. What a thought there. What a thought there. Ben, Helen, and Sherry are all standing on the line. We'll be hearing from Arizona, then South Dakota and Texas on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Crosstalk will continue on this Friday. News Roundup and comment. one 800 733 9829. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. This week we're hearing from liberals, our progressives, whatever you want to call them, from all over the world, crying Israel as an apartheid state, a racist state, an occupier. Well, first off, even the Quran says the land belongs to them. But of course, Ultimately, the Bible does, God's Word. Are they an apartheid state? Are they a racist state? Well, going back to the presidency of George H. Bush, U.S. Senator uh, Rudy Boschowitz, he raised a lot of money as a Jewish businessman and U.S. Senator for Israel to bring black Ethiopian Jews out of Ethiopia who are being persecuted, and that has happened many times with many operations over the years. Really, an apartheid racist state bringing black Ethiopian Jews to the safety of Israel and integrating them into the community. Oh, yeah, and then the Arabs, they can hold office, be in the Knesset on the Supreme Court. These are the facts many don't know.
There are there are countless stories that uh, well we would love to uh, give attention to here today. Uh, one of those is, uh, <laughs> and we we have talked about this on Crosstalk before, but this is a quick headline here that we've just got to get in today. Uh, Tyson Foods, aren't they just about? Aren't they everywhere? Tyson Foods, one of the largest food companies in the world, is uh, dropping. Uh, this says dropping Mad Stacks into a woke company that wants to turn grasshoppers into breakfast bars. And uh, we won't elaborate too far here, but uh, we know Tyson, one of the world's largest food companies, did reach an agreement for a twofold investment with Protix, the leading global insect ingredient company. The strategic investment will support the growth of the emerging insect and ingredient industry and expand the use of insect ingredient solutions to create more efficient Sustainable proteins and lipids for use in the global food system. What do you think of that one, listening friend? Ben is listening in Arizona. Thank you for calling Crosstalk. Hi, Ben. You're on the air. Hi. uh, I just wanted to encourage all Christians to read Revelation 2.9 and 3.9 before you blindly support Israel. Thank you. Okay. I do not have uh, time to go right to the verses that he uh, presented that apparently would be something about uh, not in favor of not supporting Israel. And we, we do certainly know that uh, supporting Israel is, is not a political position. Supporting Israel is a biblical position. And that's all we'll have time to say about that one today. It is a biblical position. We will uh, take our next call here. Helen is in Rapid City, South Dakota, and thank you, Helen, for calling. Hello. I just got on your program today, and it's just absolutely wonderful. Don't people realize uh, how we helped in the past wars, uh, our donations and things like that? Where would we be today if we hadn't gone in and helped in World War II, World War I, the Korean War, and the rest of what you mentioned? You know, are we getting so selfish that we can't help another nation in need? I, I don't understand it. I'm 81 years old, and I get maybe I never will. But I have a giving heart. Yeah, and amen. I give people, you know, like Harvard. Can't they close Harvard down? Well, thank you. Thank you for the call, Helen, and for listening in uh, Rapid City, South uh, South Dakota. Um, certainly, uh, even in our, in our comments uh, about, uh, you know, helping in... in Foreign lands earlier earlier this hour today we talked about uh, certainly we want to do what we can. America though has some big time problems ourselves right here, and it's hard to police the world when you're falling apart at the seams here. When you don't have a a nation without borders is not a nation. Sherry is in Dallas, Texas, and uh, Sherry, we thank you for calling Crosstalk today. Hello. Hello. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Um, I'm calling from uh, Allen, Texas, right outside of uh, Dallas. Yes, thank you. um, I'm just really upset uh, uh, regarding the media. Um, If they just continue to talk about the hospital and this hospice, um, I mean, the uh, what is it? I forgot the name. Um, The the ones that killed uh, all these people. The Hamas. Hamas. Uh, Yes, Hamas. Mm -hmm. Um, If they would get off the subject of this hospital thing and get back to the reason this war is going on with um, Israel is because of these children being heads cut off and people being killed. I mean, get back to that, and then everybody will start realizing, hey, we need to support Israel and uh, their people. Sherry, thank you for calling and uh, for listening there in Texas. Darlene in Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you for calling, Darlene. Hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, blessed. Thank you so much. How uh, are you? Yeah. I uh, just wanted to point out your station is a godsend. It really is. Well, praise yeah, the Lord. I, I, I just, when I heard you guys came on, on, on radio, that's all I listened to. I'm my way to work and I'm my way home. Because other than that, there's so much junk anymore. Yeah. Well, anyway, I totally agree with Ben. You know, you curse Israel, God is going to curse us. So they need to stop. People need to open their eyes 
open their ears, see what's going on. Don't listen to, to the now media because they are in cahoots with a woke system. You know, they're not reporting the truth. They lie about everything. They lied about President Trump, and they're still continuing to lie. I don't know. You know, God bless Trump, really. Trump is not going to—how uh, can I put it? He's not going to save us. God is. But if God has appointed him to help us, let his will be done. Thank you, Darlene, for listening in Wilmington, Delaware. Evelyn is in uh, nearby, possibly in uh, Pennsylvania. Hello, Evelyn. Hello, how are you? Oh, God is good. Thank you. Good question to ask yourself. Mr. Biden is agreeing to bring out all of the American citizens that have stayed too long, in his opinion, in Israel. And for shame of being maybe a hostage, he's making them agree in writing an affidavit to repay their passage home. Now, is there an agreement to repay all of this money to the Ukraine and the Ukraine's need it? These people have nothing to go back to. So our American citizens are coming home to something. But the idea of the mercenary thought of making them pay for their own passage home irks me because there's so much money being floated around and everybody knows that it's being printed in the basement of the White House. So where's all this money coming from? I work two jobs. I'm 75 years old. And our Lord God knows all of this is going on. So it's in good hands. It's just us down here that's not kind of screwing it up. All right, Evelyn, thank you for your call. Quickly, Brad is in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Brad, if you go quick, we'll get you on. Hi, Dalton. Just wanted to say the federal government and the administration in particular is a criminal organization. Hmm. They don't, and they don't, talking about the farmers before, uh, the federal government doesn't make life easy for them at all. It, they treat them just like they treated our manufacturers who are now gone. Instead of protecting the U.S. citizens like they're supposed to, they're playing kissy face with them instead. And uh, look what happened with Sidney Powell you were talking about. Yeah. You know, they can go after her constantly, constantly. Uh, it, to put, just to put an end to it, she says, okay, I'll take the plea bargain. Yeah, Brad, we're out of time, but thank you and each one of you for calling and for tuning in for a uh, day filled with news. Wish we could have spent a little more time with you. Thank you for listening. listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.